You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, what's up, kids? Welcome in, everybody. What up? Celtics do it. Uh-oh. I've made a huge mistake. Well, we'll, we'll fix that in a minute. Oh, boy. That's all right. I'm low on battery. No one knows what it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Ooh, the um, Raptors. Celtic, the Raptors are good for what ails you, okay? Yeah. That's what that's what we need Toronto around for. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Canada. Every time things are going now, poorly, we can count on Canada. Our friends yeah. that used to be north of the border. Yes. They're not Canada this year, so we can't give them all the respect. They're Tampa Bay. Right. The, the Tampa City of Champions. Crazy to think about. These guys have played an entire season on the road, so to speak. But they are in the city, of, the new city of champions now. So you would think that a little bit of Tom Brady would rub off on them. I haven't that's talked as, to anybody since Brady yeah. won the thing. So. That's as good a run as you're going to get. I mean, the uh, Boston's had a few, you know, with Stanley Cup, you know, with like championship appearances and and titles. Um, but that's a that's well, a, no one's that, sniffing Boston's. No, it's not. But I'm saying in a year, you know, you've had like two champions and a finals appearance and a conference finals. That's this is pretty good. You're talking a World yeah. Series games, a game taking it to Game Six of the World Series, winning a Super Bowl, winning a Stanley Cup. Still probably the favorite favorites to win another cup. Um, you know, and two years removed from a friggin' from a from an NBA title. That's about as that's pretty friggin' good. Yeah, and you don't know if they're gonna care, but I that looked like a pretty raucous parade on the water there. They did Welcome a good job Josue with that. From the garden, where's Josue? We've kid, we've kidnapped Josue. I'm gonna put him up top so you can see him a little better. The people <laughs> doubted him. They were just yeah, starting to worry okay? in the comments. Hostage <laughs> situation, Josue. Under the streetlights. I can't hear him. I'm gonna back out and come back. A little volume. No, no, no. It, he, we nobody can hear him. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, we hear you. We hear you slightly. Anybody you wondering? Like, uh, what's going on with Josue? He's at the garden right now. Well, this is, this is a, uh, a little more 
some supporters here compared to last time. So I guess maybe I'm whispering. Yeah, we're not hearing you great. Super quiet right now. So we need to boost it. You need to get closer or or go. We with need the, the volume you were giving us the other night, the booming mic. Yeah, Jimmy, it's not you, Josue. We just can't hear him right now. But anyway, Josue's at the garden. We're hoping he fixes his situation. Um, we'll get opening thoughts here again. I, I, I go for it, buddy. A little better. He's quiet, but we'll just be quiet for him. <laughs> no, I'll work on it. We'll be quiet are for you. Are you being held hostage? Yeah. Are you being held hostage, or are you okay? First of all, we people want nod to your head, blink twice if you if you need us to send help. <laughs> Canadian right, yeah so uh you know not to harken back to the entire Toronto series but I mean again this was a this was exactly this was a hey look the three-pointers fell and it was an easy win sort of game and that's kind of what it felt like there's some moments where the Celtics played some decent defense but at the end of the day they made a ton of three-point shots and they won but Bobby's going to tell me why it was more complicated than that well <laughs> the Rob Williams, the Rob Williams injury ended up being a blessing in disguise because you finally saw the Celtics look like something resembling that team that beat the Raptors last year. I was worried about this game tonight before we knew Rob was not going to be playing a couple hours before the game because the Celtics laboring, lumbering, too big lineup against this transition attack didn't sound great to me. Now I know OG Ananobi was out for Toronto; that's a big loss for them, but. Uh, I was still worried because you had Siakam rolling. He still had a pretty good game. Lowry's been great for them. They've won five of six. You knew this was going to be a much different game than the first absolute blowout out there. But Semi gets a spot start. They stay wing heavy all night. There's spacing. There's driving lanes against those Toronto bigs. And I loved all the things they did offensively in this one. I thought this was the best offensive system, lineups. Uh, putting the ball in Tatum and Brown's hands all night. That was awesome. Game planning for this one. Getting Kemba off the ball. You saw adjustments there to get him rolling. So this is all in all the best offensive night of the season for the Celtics. And it's no mistake that they did it with spacing, with wings, and with speed and versatility on the floor. The best offensive night. Oh, I can't even hear John now. I can't, I can't hear, hear John. John. How do I sound, though? Do I sound better? No, you sound A little buried. Too. This might become the Bobby and Jimmy show for a minute. Do I sound we don't have you. We don't have you, John. Really low. We don't have John. Joe Sway is a thousand miles away from his microphone, apparently. Bobby, <laughs> the fun, the fun, uh, we'll, we'll go. But the funny thing you, you say is the best offensive night for the Celtics all season. Looking oh, at the stat sheet, you go, you go and you look. You see Jalen Brown, 12 points, and Jason Tatum, 17 points. Uh, it's crazy to think that the best events of night would occur with those players putting up those points. But you got, like you said, you, you got you got contributions from players tonight that you rarely get to that extent. Talking about Shemi, obviously. But the way in, Campbell had a interesting night. I mean, 20 points or 21 points, all from, you know, the three-point was all the field goals he was hitting. But then you look at the assist from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That really stood out to me. Um, and I think it was Scal on the broadcast said that Jay Laranega, I could be getting the names wrong, but mentioned that their game plan tonight was to make sure that Tatum and Brown moved the ball around because they knew the Raptors were going to be coming out hard against those two guys. So credit to them for, for moving that ball around, getting guys open, and credit to guys like Pritchard and Shemi for hitting the shots. You got me? We got you. I got yep. you. 
Yeah, you guys got me. Yeah, Joe Sway. We yeah, Joe Sway, you're good. So let's get let's get something from you. On We're this all one. here. Yeah, and uh, Joe Sway, let's get something from you. You're at the garden again. Everybody's gonna make fun of Joe Sway right now. Turn <laughs> turn the camera on once for the for the fellas. Yeah, you got to you got to remind everyone over and over. Remind them where we are. Okay, I'm frozen. It looks like he's at the garden. Why okay. can't? Here's a question. Why can't you do the show with that view? Why are you in the dungeon? Because I can't sit my laptop anywhere. It's gonna fall in the sky. So All I know, right, but you fair. gotta just you gotta tough it out. For, it's it's Drop it up. That's a that's an incredible forearm workout. Yeah, you just offering you us hold zero it. visual. Right. Then I'm gonna look like I'm holding a hostage sign. We gotta get you. you know, <laughs> we gotta get it. Next time, John, we got to get him with the the selfie stick on the on the iPhone. That's what we got to get him. The, the people are worried. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. There it is. <laughs> All right, but no. Let's get back down. to let's get the back answer. To the why they're making him wear that around him? It's really, really, really strict protocols, guys. I'll let you know. A, a yeah. very limited amount of media gets to go every game. They're really spaced out. Nobody can go anywhere. Uh, at any time, and Josue can attest to it. It's really, really tight there, even though it's a huge, empty building. Yeah, um, it is. So it, you know what else, John? It, it's tough to do a report with this mask on when your nose keeps popping out. So you know what I did for halftime? I tied this guy up, right? And then everyone, <laughs> everyone got the jokes because my, my mask is flopping around as I'm talking. Everyone's <laughs> got to chime in and be like, "Look at this clown!" So oh, yeah, I, I guess that was fun. But it, yeah. it's all—it's all it's all an adjustment. Yeah, I need to find the right. You know what it is, man. It's just this. My, my this is. I got this going on, man. It's just. Well, Josue, you every know, mask is a little off. You know, Josue, we love all of masks. it. We love it. If you're yeah. wearing two masks, it wouldn't be an issue. But go on. <laughs> all right, but yeah, let's get back to this game. Listen, yeah, of course, spacing means everything for the Celtics team. But when the Celtics team isn't knocking down three pointers, which is what they've been doing all season long, that's the problem. Really, Jimmy, you gotta do that right now. What is that? My Ice? bad, bro. I didn't know you could hear me. <laughs> so. You know, yeah, when the shots are falling, I think obviously this team is clearly a different team. We saw that against the Raptors. And yeah, the defensively, I, I think what we saw in the paint, the way they were protecting the rim, it was all hands on deck. That's the sort of effort I want to see. But it's easy to get to be that engaged when you're draining four three pointers in the first half or the first quarter. You know, like when these guys are getting when they get their offense going, everyone clicks and you see that you see that on defense. But it's hard to to pinpoint when these guys are when, when's Shemmy going to be able to do this all the time, or, or maybe next game is Grant Williams. But credit to, to Brad Stevens because his approach in this game was 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 brilliant. He had he had to make sure Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown did the absolute most they could to set up the other guys open looks because there were going to be plenty of them. This was sort of the formula for a team like the Raptors, right? The athleticism, the defense. Uh, uh, guys that can score, obviously, and and, and Lowry and, and guys who can get going, but they, they they predicate on their defense. The Celtics kicked them in the mouth from the three point arc, and it was like they were playing catch up. Even though they did stay, they they kept their distance, or Celtics kept their distance. They still hung around throughout that fourth quarter until Shemi Ojale started hitting more threes. Hey Pritchard started hitting more threes, and then they put them they put them away. But so again, again I mean, yeah, yeah, it's about spacing, but they have to make those shots. Everything looks great when you got two guys going six of eight from the three-point line, uh, from the three-point line, which is, I mean, again, you have a high assist. Yeah, but value. that's not what it was. This wasn't pull up and splash all night. This was getting into the lane, getting into that restricted zone, and making incredible no, passes. Who, 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 who did that? The who numbers that look ball? great for you. I'm not trying to be yeah. negative. It's great. Oh. When those shots fall, but I mean, it is a team that is overly reliant on the three-pointer. It's just you're right. If you're going to manufacture the shots that way, uh, it certainly is better. It's not 
dribble out the clock and then pass it around the perimeter and somebody's got to eventually shoot so someone jacks a three. Uh, they were better looks. You were getting a lot of a lot of semi got a lot of open looks. Um, you know, all, all game. So uh, hats off for making them. But a few more of those don't fall, and it's a super tight game. So um, you know, it was you know, and thirty assists becomes twenty something assists. So uh, you know, it's again, I hate doing the make miss league thing, but it's great when you knock down those three. You goals. love it. Well, when they don't make them, we sit here and we say, "Wow, yeah, we would have on three, You know. Uh, but this was a great one. I mean, who do you guys want to start with? I know, you know, Bobby wants to do the entire show and maybe a week's worth of shows on semi Ojale playing his first good game in 13 games. Tonight would be a great night if we can get 10 comments right now. It might convince these two to finally do the semi-apology cam. No, that's not Bobby does not understand how the apology cam works, okay? This is <laughs> oh, boy. It doesn't exist. semi Ojale's numbers for the season – outside of tonight, are identical to his career numbers, which means Semi Ojale is the player he's always been. It's awesome to get a night like Doesn't this. Doesn't he look different to you, though? He went 12 He went twelve games. He had one good burst 12 games ago where he scored 18 points, and then he became – then he reverted to being what? Semi Ojale for 12 straight games. <laughs> and then this guy shows up. And we, we love when this guy shows up. It's the same thing when – when really good Grant Williams shows up four or five days ago, you can't count on that every single day, but it's right. great when you have it. The bigger story to me wasn't that Ojale had an awesome game. It's that lineup again when you when you go away. I think you were right. The thing you said, Bobby, at the beginning of the show, the problem here might not be which big. It's just too many bigs. And when you have three, all who actually probably deserve minutes at different times, fitting them into the lineup is going to create a lot of double big lineups. It's going to short minutes for guys like Rob, where you want to see him play a little bit more. You're almost better off with, with, with two. You're almost better off with two and Grant as that third kind of small ball big uh, than you are having three of these guys that are really only playing the five position uh, on this team because it, it, it complicates the rotations. It's obvious that's not the way they want to play. They don't look comfortable in those they sets. They don't like it. They're not effective in it. And then you see them get a few games like this with uh, wings and guards and shooters and ball handlers on the wing. And they look like a version closer to their last year's self. That closing stretch, Tice chasing down Aaron Baines at the rim, Jalen Brown getting Norman Powell <laughs> from behind. That was like – Game seven, Marcus Smart chasing down Powell to save the series there. This team had more energy defensively with these guys out there. They were able to turn on the offense. It wasn't a perfect night all around. They had massive uh, droughts in that second half between the third and the fourth. The defense definitely slipped early in the fourth. But on the whole tonight, this is about as good as this team has looked all year. And it's no mistake they continue to look that way. When a big's down and they can get into their depth wings, who have been pretty great all year, especially when they're not being relied upon for all the spacing. Ojale plays every game pretty much, which I think is another difference between him last year and this year. But there's some lineups where he's the you know best off-ball spacer in those units, and he's not going to do as well in those. They're going to close out quicker. They're going to get him going off the dribble. He might not even be open for passes. So on a night like tonight where he's playing alongside Carson, where he's playing alongside Pritchard, he's able to get wide open looks. He's becoming your he's becoming your three and no, he's just becoming your three and D guy that we said in the beginning of the season. If you can turn him into that player, then he has a, a good use for you. 
Um, the consistency in minutes, like you said, Bobby, is there. I mean, him him starting tonight made way more sense than the three bigs lineup, and I think it worked. I mean, his defense on Siakam at you know multiple points in the game, I thought was huge. He's a bit, you know, he's a, a physical presence. Uh, you know, he can guard multiple positions. He gets it on the breaks, and he scores. You know, he stretches the floor. He's a player that I I am I am like. I'll, I'll say this. I'm more confident in him on the court this year than I have been in any other year. I don't think that's apology cam worthy, but I will admit that he is becoming more. You got to do it, Jimmy, because John's never going to do it. Guy. He's no, the he's same not. guy. He, he's improved. He's improved slightly. I think he's improved he's slightly. He's the same guy, which is fine. But was I don't he think capable of this last year? I don't think you get this yes, performance out of him last year. Guy. No, you don't get this last year. He shot get this last year. You don't get this he, last year. He though. didn't play some games last year, and I know it was different personnel, but they needed a win all year. Because there's no Gordon Hayward this year. Yeah, but they always had an injury Guys, we're last confusing. Year. Like, I don't want to take away from what Femi did tonight. We're confusing what this team needs based on where it is right now versus what actually is real, okay? Semi Ojale is the same guy he was last year, but you don't have Gordon Hayward this year, and you need somebody in that wing rotation, and it has to be him because there's really nothing else there, okay? No. You know, so I would say he's slightly improved from last year. That's okay to say. I'm not saying he's a superstar or even a star or anything. I mean, the numbers will tell you otherwise, but that's He's not fine. a regular star. The numbers, All right. sometimes, sometimes numbers lie, John. Sometimes break, numbers the, break lie. the tie, Joe Sway. Is he better? He's better. He's not a lot better, though. Okay, I don't know if this is like going to be the He's turning slightly point better. where Jimmy Ojale all of a sudden is. No, I don't think it's that. I think what it's mostly about is him finally getting it all together on one night. I think Shemi has shown glimpses of this. He this showed that, John. He showed you this a couple of months. ago. <laughs> I know. When I said I didn't want to do the semi thing, this is what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to be. But negative. you're making it happen. He had I didn't want to be negative points. about a guy who had a great game. Let's just be realistic, guys. Right. Look at his last twelve games. He literally, you forgot he played for this team okay Listen, i don't feel any put it this way i don't feel i like him different but about shemmy i don't feel any different about shemmy than i did three hours ago all right so oh, the, thank it's you. a limited thank you yeah. it's, a, it's a limited sample too john when we think about the numbers he's kind of swayed between that 40 percent mark and the 30 percent mark but just watching him he looks closer to that 40 percent mark as a shooter he's getting into the lane he's drawing fouls he looks like a better shooter than the number of shots that are going in. Yeah, it's a limited sample size there. Uh, no. why, he, didn't I think, he, what, why didn't I think of that? He's shimmy better. <laughs> He's shimmy better, John. Come on. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to die He looks more like a 40% shooter than the 30% shooter. He yet. does. Yo, uh, sort of hold on, hold on, guys. Hill. I'm just saying he looks Bro slightly better than last year. I don't think you get a 24-point, 6 of 8 from 3-point performance out of him last year. He's the guy that you, he's the guy that you need, whether or not it's because he's starting or it's because it's to fill a need is one thing. But we always say, oh, the Celtics need backup wings. The Celtics need backup wings. Well, he kind of looked like a backup wing tonight. Not kind of. He definitely did. So if you can get more performances like that, I'm not saying you're going to get 24 points a night out of him, obviously. You can get half of that, you'll be happy. So whatever. I'm taking it. I don't need to talk about Semi anymore in the show, though. We can keep it moving. No, this my is point... the Semi Ojale week. We're gonna do it all week. <laughs> my point is, I'm you know what I'm amazed by, Bobby? I'm amazed you didn't you didn't go Tice here tonight. Okay. I'm gonna do it eventually. We have a because whole. Hour. This we're not, is, yeah, we're not. Done. You want to talk about numbers? Don't tell the story. This was the Tice game tonight, and his numbers looked fairly modest. He's he's like three he weeks was, into playing great. He was awesome tonight. 
He was awesome tonight. But anyway, let's let's put a bow on this semi thing once and for all. All right, my point Forever. on the three point. This is my the last time we're talking about him all year. My my <laughs> point there with my assessment of his three point shooting is if you give him eight looks compared to one or two to show off his effectiveness there. You, you end up with a night like tonight. Bobby, it was like two games ago he went 0 for 6 from 3. Okay, come on. We got to no watch all the games. Different no situation, though. I just explained it. You have multiple spacers compared to him being out there with Tristan and Tyson. And Tyson's done a fantastic job spacing the floor. I don't think we talked about him enough after Utah hitting the five threes. Yeah, but uh, again, Bobby, you didn't you didn't say to you, or you didn't bring up the fact, guys. Yo, Semi went zero for six. What's going on here? Like, because there's a reason, right? Because you know, it's Semi Ojale. Like, you weren't surprised right. by that. Yeah, I, I think that's what John, him to go for six. I think that's right. what John's trying to say. <laughs> we didn't get the chance. I'm not. I'm not the lead host. <laughs> you would have loved with that. Get shots for Semi. We need more shots for Semi. Would have loved that. He went one for six, by the way. Let's make sure. Yeah. Crash Shemmy. Don't, you dare, host, don't you dare sleep on that one main. You try to throw an offer on, on, on Shemmy, man. Throw an offer on my man. <laughs> Disrespect. Unbelievable. <laughs> if terrible. I go back and look at it, I mean, I'm gonna find, if I go back and look, I guarantee you I'm going to find a one for six and an offer for six. <laughs> hey, this is the stat I told okay, you. Will. Yes, I did. <laughs> Yes, I did. One for six on two five against the Clippers. <laughs> oh for six on one seventeen against New York. Okay. Fine. And the day in the game before that, three for six. So it all averages up. Baby. Okay. Uh, I'm just telling you. Okay. Yeah, it happens. All right. Let's let's let him get to hundred. Like, oh for ten. Let's let him get to hundred three point attempts, and we'll see where he's at. I think it's going to be closer I'm to forty and his thirty. Bobby, in like game three of the season, you were like, Semi Ojale is shooting 48% from three. Okay, <laughs> you were doing that. You cherry picked so many stats early in the year to make those points. I'm like, Bobby, it's three games. Okay, you're like, he's up to 40% now. It was three games. Okay, we're 20 games in. He's literally shooting his lifetime average from the. Well, field tonight was a big boost. He's probably closer to 40 now. <sighs> yeah. Now, <laughs> you really think after 103, so shoot closer to 40? I don't know. I, I guarantee it. And I, if the, he's not, does he have an apology, Cam? Write this down. Yo, write he's this nine down. for his last 19. He's nine for his last 19. Six so of eight will do that for you, guys. Keep it yeah, give him, give him 80 more I looks. I showed you this pass from the last 12. He was six of 27 over his last 12, okay? Well, <laughs> that's one way to look at it. That's cherry picking. That's cherry picking wait, wait, right there. Wait, wait, hold on, John. But were they corner threes, though? <laughs> I when know. You them from the corner, that percentage goes up dramatically. Yeah. I love it. He was check back in on Semi in a few I, weeks. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. Yo, low, low key, that's my that's that's my one of my go-tos for Marcus, but I don't even use it anymore. The Marcus Smart catch and shoot percentages, but you can't use them anymore because this year he's been ice cold. So. Well, this team as a whole has been great on catch and shoots all year. You think of Tice now, Grant certainly. Peyton Pritchard has been, I'd say one of the, and I know he missed some time, but he's probably one of the 10 best catch and shoot guys in the league this it's year. The history of basketball. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's go. a fact. Semi I got to double check that one. No, when they let, when they eventually let fans back in here, it's gonna get so oh my wild. God, whenever Pritchard, whenever Pritchard does anything, like this place is gonna go nuts. You get taco time at the end of this one. It would have been allowed. How much? Behind. How much you want? How much you want to bet Pritchard gets a corner, like Pritchard corner or something? Like, it's gonna be like a <laughs> section. It will be a Pritchard section. Pritchard place, man. Come on. Pr yo, yo, fans, oh, the fans are gonna hang their own banner. 
Jimmy, you better you better market that. You got something there. Pritchard's yeah, place. place. That's be a fun, that's a whole that's a that's a that's a that's a whole sitcom right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you know it's gonna be like section three twenty six. It's not gonna be like you know it's gonna be all the guys oh, who are yeah. trash. It's gonna be up, up, up they, they where bought the a twenty dollar. Sure. They bought a twenty dollar ticket. Yeah, and they're they're hyped. Mm-hmm. All right. What else? I'm hey, with, great I'm move by Brad. Semi. Get that. Get that semi uh, super out of there, John. Please. No, no, no. We're just talking about semi. No, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Look how happy he looks, man. Come on, leave me up there. Look at him. Yeah, this is the happiest he's ever been. You gonna mess with him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's probably, gonna, he probably earned world. himself. I think he earned himself another start. So we might be talking about him tomorrow. Can we uh okay. can we do can we do Kemba next? Because I, I noticed something interesting with him tonight. As oh well. yes, I would love That's to. What you got? So Kemba tonight, it, they finally got him off the ball. Yeah. You see how often it was catch exactly. and shoot, uh, driving in motion off the catch. It was all off the ball. He That's, was. There were only a handful of possessions after the first corner quarter. motion. They do, yeah. Yeah, and it, Brad talked about that before the game. He said we got to start making it easier for him. And it looked yeah. easy. He, he was another guy who was wide open off all those catches. He would have had another three. Uh, what was his final line on the three-pointer? You put a two-point field goal on that oh, final line shoot. there. Well, because he we went five of seven, it. I think. Yeah, seven, and it yeah. would have been it would have been six of eight if uh, Jalen Brown didn't drive into that offensive foul. Uh, Kemba hit that one off the catch. Yeah. So he see? had he had three or four it. makes off the catch. One didn't count. I did you, you put know? the two because when I built this stat line again. Um, it was it's still remarkable that he couldn't hit a two-point shot because that's been the trend now. I forget what the final numbers are, but he's something like one of his last 24 or something from two, which is... Well, I was um, just going to say, it's so it's perfect. Insane. Another reason to get him off the ball. Which you can live with this. Jimmy, go ahead. It's so perfect that that's the stat that you put in there. I knew that you put this stat, those numbers in I was there. Say, who, who you'll never see that. that. You'll, you'll never see that <laughs> in like a stat line, but John had to put over five for two-point... Couldn't put the fact that he had five three-pointers. He had to put the fact that he went over five. I'm looking across the whole points. line. Oh, and there's turnovers, too. Turnovers made it over his three-point yeah, line. Right, right. You, know, you know what's funny, too? You just made it, didn't you? If you typed one more thing, it would have it been a second line, wouldn't it? He's, just, he's, lying about, yeah. he's lying about semi-stat line. He's putting Kemba's worst stats into the graph. Yeah. 21 I, I guess, points, but here no, let's, let's do the Celtics thing and only talk about good things. It's puppy you know dogs No, but that's you know not how you put a stat. You know, you, you know what you did. You know watch you next did. time. Watch next time. John's going to put like, like seven, seven sides fine. Oh, Everybody at home, you're going you're to get a peek at how at – how, the sausage is made. You're getting a peek at how <laughs> and how stories are formed and everything. Yeah, that is how, true. How, how the uh, it, it could sway it could sway your opinion. You know, this is this That's is how right. This, this is how the media. I never saw it. the media. I never saw two pointers on a NBC graphic. You should, you should just my lower third should just say the media. <laughs> <laughs> to John's point, there is something to be said. I mean, listen, one of the one of the main strengths of Kemba is his ability to score, his ability to drive to the rim and score the basket, right? So I understand what exactly you sneaky bastard. I understand what John's getting at is you don't want to become, you don't want Kemba to turn to a player where he's just hoisting threes and, and he can't score in any other way. Now, does some of that have to do with, you know, big men in the paint, you know, clogging it for him? I don't know. I mean, when they have three big guys in the lineup to start it out, I think that probably makes it difficult for Kemba to get around. Uh, inside, and uh, as opposed to players who are stretching it out for him. 
Did we see his defense too? Again, this is the yes, stuff we talked about you. last. Julian, game. what gave it away? You took my, you took my point, bud. He does so much. Joe Sway, we were saying this after one of his worst nights this season. You still saw passing. You still saw defense. You still saw all these things he did. And even on nights where he's not that efficient, again here, not the most efficient night, getting 15 to 25 points, even if it's not efficient, is important because you're Great. not relying on Semi, Pritchard, all these other guys who are a little bit less reliable to oh, yeah. show up the on the score. Best guard on the team, no doubt about it. I mean, give or take. Let's 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 be honest. If this is the norm, would you would you be mad? I mean, let's let's face it. I don't think he's going to be able to knock down five three pointers every single night. But we'll say I don't know two for two for five or so people high. are going to yell about the money. That's it. Two no, for five, so high. Three, so high right now. Danny scoring nineteen points, getting good looks, mixing them in with that second unit. And listen again, back to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, look when they're swinging the ball and the and the ball is moving. And, and Kemba, you you put him into the fold like that. He gets easy looks. It was concerning when he's missing those easy looks. He's still not converting all of his two pointers, as of course uh, John is uh, pointing out blatantly oh, here. Oh, that's right. His, it does say that right there. His zero for five, or you might as well just circle it with the with the red marker. But um, <laughs> the defense, the passing, and, and and listen, all the scoring coming from everyone. I think that's contagious. You know, it was only a matter of time. I'm thinking to myself, all right, Kemba's gonna get twenty. Everyone else is doing it, you know. Like I just think when the offense is like that, and and you know, the, he's the not useless outside of his scoring. When the, when the chemistry is like that, it's just it, it's natural. But my only concern is when when the Celtics look that good on offense, why do they always let up on defense a little bit? I mean, that was the only thing. There were some stretches where Toronto could have really came all the way back in, but they, uh, of yeah, course, they, they're so. Those weird sleepwalking periods, it drives me they're crazy. They're so bad yeah. protecting the rim. They, they're well, terrible well, no. protecting They do the that bad. all the time. Like, whenever they, they have stop a huge lead, they stop playing at the same yeah. time. Right. But their worst stretches always coincide with the other team's best stretches. And they exactly. and that's how, you, that's how you erase, like, 12 and 14-point leads in, like, 90 seconds. It happens all the time. You know, you look yeah. like you got a team on the ropes, but to their credit, they went on that 15-4 run in the fourth and, and, and you know, stepped on their throats there. But uh, it doesn't always go that way. It's those three-point shots, man. It's, it's, it's so clear that Brad's giving these guys the green light, but it's like, no, no, no. I want you guys to shoot it with confidence, though. Don't just chuck them. And I, I saw a lot of that like tonight. Marcus. Shoot them like Marcus does. Yeah, like like your name is Ray Allen. That's how Semi was pulling up. You have you have your your your, your confidence at an all time high, and there's no way I'm gonna miss this shot. Like that's the way I saw the confidence. As I feel. Grant uh, almost hit another sidestep. <laughs> yeah, side I mean, stepper. listen, whether we're talking about Shemi or you know Kemba, obviously Pritchard, man, Pritchard started, started uh, heating up in that second half. Yeah, and you can say we're going crazy about a. Uh, Outlier performance shooting wise, they almost broke the record. They came within four, the single game record for threes on this team. We know the role guys aren't going to explode like that every night, but you do see signs of a system at the very least that can be replicated. And even if you get an average night here from Semi Ojale, you know, something like closer to 10 points. You probably still would have been extremely competitive in this game, and maybe you get it elsewhere. But overall, you just find interchangeable parts. And here, Javante Green had a good stretch at the start of the fourth that can work within this system. And Tatum and Brown wasn't their best scoring nights, but they are proving night in and night out that they can be elite facilitators for this offense and generate these great shots for anybody. So it doesn't matter if it's Neesmith or Semi or Pritchard or any of the role guys. Smart eventually getting these off the catch. They're all going to get fantastic shots. Now, the question we got to answer 
is how do you get to this? Yeah, do you have to make a trade? Do you have to play one of the bigs less? Because this is obviously what the team needs to play. Like, enough of this too big. It's just, it's not going to yeah, work. I mean, We're like, way into the season. The team needs to play that way, but they also probably need a, a, a guy who's not semi ogile to be that kind of, you know, they, they, they really need a, a legit, they need legit wing depth, you know. And again, this is why it's all nice and good to get these games every once in a while out of these guys, but you need somebody you can count on on a more regular basis. And that's going to be able to break you of the pattern. Again, you know, we talk about Brad and his role here, who play this guy, play this guy. I think he's really just searching for these combos. I mean, look, look where we are here. We're on game 24 of the season and he's trying something else out, you know, to see if it works because really none of it has stuck. That's been the problem. You have the two big lineup. He gave it 10, 11 games, didn't stick. Um, has gone back to it a couple times. He's tried Grant. He's tried Semi. He's tried two guard, three guards. Uh, I, I think he's. They're searching for it. You really need more consistency there, uh, and you need everybody healthy at the same time. You haven't really had that either. So it's really hard. It's really hard to you know settle in on something. They they, they need more bodies. Yeah, and plus Brad always does this you know case by case you know depending on who he's playing against. And he's got a tremendous amount of respect for Toronto Raptors. I mean, he talked about it before the game, how uh, when the slow start happened, everyone was like, oh, well, I guess Toronto was done for the year. He made It made him laugh because he's like, listen, this team is so talented. They have so many different weapons that they're going to be – they'll be fine. And, of course, they come into this game, you know, winning five of their last six games. And, and I think the, the wing position is so key for that team that Brad knew you can't go double big against this squad. The weapons that they have on the corner, look, I seem like almost every single well, time. Last year you could have, not this year, but I mean, when you had the Gasol Abaca thing, you might have had to do that, you know? Right. But this year is just a different team. Different. And, and I, you notice whenever, or at least a couple of instances, if someone blew past Grant Williams, boom, he called timeout. You know, any easy take to the rim where someone didn't get contact at the rim or at least get contested, he called timeout right away. And you saw that that effort on the defensive end down low. It didn't matter who it was. I saw Kemba Walker being being feisty down low there. He prevented a layup, you know. He he uh he rattled a, a couple of layups in this one, you know. It seemed like Toronto thought that they could just run the ball down the Celtics, you know, throat, just keep attacking the rim and that everything was going to be all right, but if the Celtics I mean, if they don't get going from the three-point arc, that could have been the case. Toronto could have easily you know, won this one, but of course that wasn't the case because the stuff is red hot from the first quarter. Change so you're worried court. about you're worried about that defense, still. I want to. I am. I am because if, if you don't make twenty, if you don't make twenty three pointers, what's going to happen? What, what happens tonight if the Celtics didn't make twenty three pointers? You know. Uh, who's is anyone worried about Jalen? No, mildly. You just don't I'm know with gonna, the injury. Yeah, I'm not going to get all. I'm not going to get my you know, nerves up every single time a player misses a game with like a bump or a bruise or a little pain. These guys, <laughs> listen, you ever been in an NBA locker room after the game? Every single player sitting there with buckets of ice. legs and knees yeah. and buckets of ice and ice packs and who knows what type of work they're getting, in, you know, in the back room. Danny Kobe Bryant said, used to have the full body cast. Danny Ainge probably didn't think twice about being a guy to attend tonight. I mean, it's, it's like the least – injury you can have attached to an injury i don't know how else you'd say that yeah i mean he's a little you know he's got some wearing john what's the word on tendonitis nothing it's just look at tendonitis is just it's soreness i mean it is what it is so i mean it it usually just takes rest these guys have been carrying the damn team on their backs of course they're going to be a little sore i mean it is what it is they're young 
they're healthy as, as far as we all know and consider them to be. I'm not going to get all up in arms over a little, you know, rest is pretty much all it is, right? I mean, if it was up to right. me, Jalen Brown would not be going to the All-Star game and neither would Jason Tatum. I think it's stupid that they even have an All-Star game. I don't see the point of having an All-Star game during a pandemic. I think it's completely contradictory to what you're trying to do here. So if it was up to me, go ahead and use that excuse. Oh, he's got 10 tonight. He can't go play in the game. Because I'd rather everybody in the Celtics take all those days off, rest up. They barely have had enough rest as it is since last season. So why, you know, waste an extra five days at a, at a meaningless All-Star game? Yeah, they're starting five games and seven nights tonight. So that brutal stretch doesn't end. And it is just an example that the wear and tear on these guys as the season goes on, as they take on bigger roles and put more strain on themselves, even at their young age, can have impact. So people who want to see them push upwards of 40 minutes to win these games and have this be a win-at-all-cost situation 20 games into the season, there's a bad side to that. And We've seen Daniel Tice develop some knee issues as this has gone on. I think Brad Stevens. Yeah, and Stevens even, you know, slightly alluded to Tatum kind of being a little banged up right now at this point. So they're going to watch all those guys, he said, and if they're not responding well, they'll take a night off. They gave Tice that night off against the Clippers, a couple of the Brown on that trip. Uh, So you're going to start to see some rest nights for a number of these guys at this point. Obviously, they've done a overall great job maintaining Kemba at this point, too, health-wise at the very least. So you tr- you're, you're trusting this medical staff to some degree so far this year. I am a little bit concerned about Rob, though, because the same hip that had the condition last year that cost him 38 games. Yeah, that's not that great. one's a more concerning one. Yeah, that's not great for Rob. Yeah, yeah because it seemed like – he was going to have that one season where he's completely healthy, right? And, and here we are again. You know, it's, it's tough. It's always a setback with Rob. But that's, again, that's why I talk about it. I would – everyone's freaking out over games, um, you know, and losses and this and that. And to me, I, I'd be throwing more of these games away to keep these guys, um, you know, from from this happening. The, where, where does this team – how does this team go to absolute shit if Jalen and Jason are banged up and – operating at 80% when you reach the playoffs. It doesn't matter at all what your record is if those guys aren't 110%. I would throw away all of these games and go in as a seven seed. It doesn't matter, you know. Uh, just you've got to be this year. You got to be full tilt going in. There's no home court. Nothing matters. You know, it's there's no team you're trying to duck. You know, I mean, it's obviously you don't want to play the Nets or the Bucks in round one if you can play Indiana or someone else. But I mean, just get there and figure it out from there. I, I, you know, I, that's, this is the one thing I don't want to see. I wish you, you know, had the luxury of shutting Jalen down for 10 days, you know, and say, come back and right, go, you know, go chill out, get some treatment. We'll see you take the next four games off. That would be great. Yeah. But see, that, 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 that kind of plan is for contenders, John. That's what it is. That's, that's champion contenders. <laughs> I want to say one yeah. thing, you know, who might have sneaky home, home court advantage this year is, the Tampa Bay Raptors, if you think about it. Florida's open and running. I mean, I know there's not probably a lot of Raptors fans there, but you can't tell me that people aren't going to go watch. No, amazingly, COVID didn't hit Florida. Yeah, so you want to talk that about That game was all court, Celtics I mean, fans, though. You might have you might Ton of Celtics a, fans. a full arena in Florida. Ton of Celtics fans. Celtics getting some fans in the next few weeks, I saw a rumor today. You know today. what, I'll say this. It'd be a fun little. It'd be a fun little flight to to head down to Tampa Bay for a little Celtics playoff game. That wouldn't that wouldn't be too bad, would it? I Spend a really weekend in Florida, catch a Celtics playoff game. 
Let's go, Jimmy. Hey, I'm all for the series, hey. and I hope there's some Toronto in the chat room, even though that team's laboring along this oh, year. Yeah. They're, they're, gonna, they're, they're gonna, doing what they can. They're gonna they're gonna buy a ticket, so you're you're all set. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. The benefits Bobby are immense. Will fly one lucky fan down. I didn't even mention the the Toronto connection with the weekend last week when we were talking about the halftime show. There's just so oh, many great yeah. things about Toronto. Oh, I was one first, of the first uh, oh, first Canadians to perform. Best right? halftime show, Bob. I hate to tell you. No, I thought I it was. I fell asleep. I, I don't want to sound old. I don't want to sound all old, man. And I like the weekend, but why was it so boring, Bobby? That's five million. Five million right there. Th Seven. The weekend. Listen, Seven. Bobby's oh, Bobby's stance Seven. was like, "Oh, the weekend had such a good album. He deserves the halftime show." It's save the good albums for the Grammys, okay? It's not about who had the best album, like. That's his music point. is, is put on a show, right? Exactly. His his music is his music. He has good music, but it's not it's not Super Bowl halftime show music. No, you know I, I think I, I know, what, you know what I think Jimmy wants to say. I think what you want to say, Jimmy, is it's not it's music that you hear a hundred times a day. And it's like, you know, you hear it perform and it's just it doesn't it doesn't rock the way, you know, because you hear uh, it all you, the time. Right too many times. Yeah. Dude, it's just not that type of music. I you need you need you need bands. You need super megastar bands or rock stars or like megastar. Or, mega, or Lady Gaga freaking, you know, exactly. like floating through like the air. Harry you need a Underwood could probably rock it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you need a big production. I'll never forget yeah, the Lady Gaga performance because I was so mad about the Pats. And I remember being like, this is actually not a bad performance, but I'm so pissed. <laughs> the Lady Gaga one? <laughs> no, no. I was pissed because the, the Pats. The Pats Give me Third Eye Blind for the halftime show. That would yeah. be awesome. Give me something like I was that. The, the Gaga one was pretty good. I was there. No, no, no. I'm saying because the Pats were losing, you know, that was before the turnaround. Oh, yeah, so yeah. That was bad. At yeah. that, at See, that I, moment, I was so mad. I was there for Katy Perry. I thought that was a great halftime show. Maybe because I was, was there Katie for Perry? Seahawks. Was that? Oh yeah. Seahawks. I forgot. Was I was electric. running around. I missed. I was running around at halftime. Falcons. Yeah, we was got that the one with shark. the shark. Yeah. We got left shark that night. That was left shark. I, uh, I was yeah. at Janet Jackson and the whole because I was in Houston. That was 2004 versus the Panthers, and the whole the whole stadium had no clue what was going on. It was like. You know, and it was really pre, not pre-social media, but it's 2004. Right. It wasn't, I mean, no, it's pre-social pre media. Yeah. Pre-social like, media, dude. I mean, it is, I mean, there's like, I think there's Facebook. No, dude, it was like <laughs> college only account for Facebook in 2004. Like, I, I can't remember. It's just, I had no idea what had happened until we got home and it was like a big deal. The, the stadium could not, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I've never seen people give less of a shit about something than the fans in Houston gave about that halftime show with Timberlake and Janet Jackson. They were literally just like turning around, just talking to people. Nobody was watching it. It was a total yeah. afterthought, you know? I that felt some engagement yeah. in that Tampa crowd. I noticed I right away. I think the that off. Jo Joe Sway's looking like looking like uh, the weekend right now. The way he's holding his uh, camera and walking around the damn. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to show people I'm not held against my will. Okay, I'm at the garden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, all right. Anyways, let's, uh, we got off track. Well, that's yeah. okay. Let's do a little. Uh, the the can, fans can at home say, want to talk about. Go ahead. Can we talk about? And I, this is gonna sound like a joke, but can we just talk about Taco for a second? No. <laughs> I think no. we should get a little bit more playing time. I really I don't do. Think, I re John's I don't like think today's John's today. like, Oh, John's out. See, John's, John's, here, here, here. John's out. Great. We just Listen, we just out. talked about how we need more spacing, <laughs> more that. wings, less bigs, 
I mean, and all of a sudden, know, need, Taco needs some minutes now. You know that train we can come do up four, in the next week or so. So let's just do it another time. Fine, let him do it. If we can do 45 minutes on freaking Shemi, we should be able to do one minute on Taco. Okay, listen. All right, you make your case. Human, you have a human cheat code on the Celtics. I think he deserves a little bit more playing time than two minutes of a blowout game at the end of the game. He went in there, and you could honestly see the advantage that he has over some of these guys. It's actually comical. On Stanley Johnson playing center and with, like, Fine. one minute left. Fine, but see what else he can do. I mean, it can't <laughs> hurt sometimes. I don't want to clog up the paint and, like, I don't want to throw everything off, but I think that, like, sometimes when he's in there, I'm like, you know what? This might work for a little bit more than two minutes of garbage time. He can grab some rebounds. I mean, he he can, you know, you know, easy putbacks. I don't know. I mean, they could use rebounding from time to time. I'm just throwing it out there. I think when you have a guy that size, it's it's your responsibility to figure out a way to get him in the game. You want to talk about criticizing Brad. This is not my top criticism, but – I guarantee you there's a team out there that can get Taco involved into the game more than the Celtics are. So that's my spiel. We can move if, on. If Rob's down for some if Rob's down for some extended period, we yeah, lost probably viewers during that minute. Thanks, man. <laughs> I can't where no, did that didn't. come from? It's cause it's cause Jimmy saw him slam a ball down in a sixteen point game on Stanley Johnson's head, six foot seven on seven foot he six. Yeah, a couple dunks. He could have had a couple more, but we'll keep moving on. Moving on. I don't want anybody else. Keep it going. Let's talk about That's our boy, Austin P. Party. I can't okay. believe Taco got mentioned before Pritchard on this show. I wanted to sneak it in before we got off topic. Go on. Fantastic. I mean, <laughs> over, he, he over, had... two, over two two pointers. You got? You guys want me to put that in there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, weird. That didn't I... make that didn't make the stat on that one. I mean, four games back, and he, we've said everything we can say about his impact and the role he's filling on this team, but the level of efficiency and shot-making is already back four games in. He was 50% early in this one. I think that only grew with the 6 of 8 three-point shooting, so he's above 50% now since coming back from his injury from three. He's just awesome. The ball moves. He can get on the ball. He can get off the ball. He was off the ball for most of this one, knocking down shots. And I've said this during the year, but at a higher usage rate in three-guard lineups and multi-wing lineups, he can be something of a Gordon Hayward role on this team. Not as much as a wing defender, but he's a fantastic guard defender, at least from what we've seen so far this he's year. And I thought he was pretty good on that end again. In front of people, man. He's really, yeah. really good at staying in front of guys. He's got to play more. There's no doubt about that. He's a, he, this is, again, this, is, this isn't the same thing as the – it's, it's almost the same thing, a little bit of the uh, of the of the three big situation. Uh, you know, when you do have Smart and you do have Kemba, uh, you do have minutes a minutes issue here um, with Pritchard, where he's going to get kind of squeezed, uh, or you got to find ways to get these two guard lineups in there uh, a little bit more. And we saw some of that, but I, I, he has to play twenty to twenty five minutes a night. He has to because uh, he's just. He's a spark. Uh, he, he's he's sparky. He's sparky, Jimmy. He's just a sparky guy. He's a spark plug. He's a spark plug. <laughs> no, you have to find minutes for him. I, I, and he's got. He's a. I mean, first guy off the bench tonight. There's there's no accident. He's no. he spelled Tatum, and they went two guards. Right. That was the first sub at the six minute mark. Yeah. I mean, he's giving he, you something. He came in there and he played with Kemba. Yeah. You guys briefly in the last show you talked about tradable assets and. I was screaming at the at the camera because Bobby didn't mention Pritchard right off the top, and then eventually he, I think, remembered Pritchard. 
he's easily your most tradable asset. The question is, do you want to trade him? I don't know well, if you do. Well, we've had this conversation, but just wait. What were you? I mean, meaning like once a guy starts showing value to you, you want to trade him less. But just wait. What's your thought? I mean, I don't know. I don't really have much of a thought about the whole trading thing. I just think with someone like Peyton Pritchard, I mean, that's going to be that. That's how you neutralize the floor for your uh, quote unquote. Uh, Marcus Smart's mishaps, so whatever you want to call him, John. You know, so when he comes back, I, I think that's going to be, <laughs> especially in the postseason. No, in all seriousness, come on, yeah. who's to say that Marcus isn't going to get too excited again? It's the postseason; the pressure is on. He's not afraid of the pressure, and I think someone like Peyton Pritchard is so well balanced, so uh, eager to obviously learn and soak everything in. I mean, he's gotten to this point so quickly, well, well ahead than most people anticipated. And I think that's just so valuable for this second unit. And, and, and whether we're talking about a Levy, you know, giving uh, Kimba Walker a break or, or whether we're talking about when the offense goes stagnant, I mean, he's going to find his guys or he's going to hit shots. I mean, it, it's just a, a easily one of the better weapons Brad Stevens has had. And I know it's, it's so crazy to say that, you know, 20 games in. But, I mean, listen, this guy, he not only bumped people off the rotation, but – He's he's locked he's locked himself in. He he got injured, came back, and got his spot back with no problem. Put it that way. I mean, how many rookie, how many rookies ten games or whatever under their belt do that? It's just that doesn't happen, especially around these parts. If you no, redrafted, awesome. if you redrafted this year, I'd be very interested to see where he would go. It certainly wouldn't be in the end of the first round. It would be probably a lot closer to the middle. So I, I think it was a good. Well, yeah, I have a couple people here calling me out on a a tweet I sent, which was, and I texted it to you guys too. The what is what does uh, Kemba do? That, what does Kemba do that Peyton Pritchard doesn't? But honestly, <laughs> yeah, you did say that shit. You need both, huh? Need I'm not both. saying you don't need both. I'm saying right now. But I forgot you said that shit. I'm saying right now is there is there <laughs> when you're watching Pritchard right now is there anything he does that you're like, oh, you know. Pick and roll passing, probably. I haven't seen too much of that from him. I mean, yeah. Kemba's really good at that. Kemba, throughout his career, has been like a 95th percentile pick and roll passer and scorer. So that's still what he's elite at, at least the passing end of it. But you're going to see, as Kemba gets worse and worse getting to the rim, that's the problem. that attribute fall off a little bit. That, that's, that's my fear. Is I haven't seen as much of that as, 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 as the past. Because he's not a threat to go to the rim right now, so it's easy to play off him. Yeah, uh, he's just getting swallowed up, and I don't know what it is with that with Kemba. I don't want to go back to the zero for five from two, but he doesn't. He looks like he's taking the wrong shots. Like he had a couple tonight where he's throwing it up against two bigs, you know. Uh, but he, I think it's just that extra half. You need that half step extra to get clear of the guy before they can block you to get that shot up fast before they can recover when you make that move, and he doesn't have it. Yeah, gotta, and that's the cut. issue, is, and that's the problem with a guy like Kemba, lightning quick, smaller, undersized guards in the NBA. Half a step is everything to them. You can lose that at other positions. You can't lose it there. Um, yeah, but you're not gonna you're not gonna give him uh, the the that pull up though, right? I mean, I know it hasn't looked great so far, but you can't say you know that pull up three pointer off the dribble. Yeah, Kemba you have to guard that. Kemba does that better than Pritchard, no? Who's a better straight yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, who's a better straight up defender? Kemba's looked a little better, but... Uh, Pritchard's on-ball defense is legit. It's yeah, he, it is straight, legit. Yeah. Straight up, he looks good, but Kemba positionally is just fantastic. So, yeah, I give him a little bit of an edge there overall. I think... Wait, I the, think the question I is, I'm not, 
getting it. I'm not trolling Kemba. I'm actually, it's more of a, it's a compliment to Pritchard as, as much as it is kind of saying Kemba's been reduced a little bit, but it's, it's actually a conversation. I'm not, it's, this isn't meant to be a hot take. It's actually just saying like, there's nothing Pritchard does right now where I'm like, okay, he's deficient anywhere. This is, this right. is our ce- this nope. is our ceiling conversation. If he can become the starting point guard of this team for future years, fantastic. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that well, at I was all. Just gonna say, I, and we, I was just going to say, I think you're looking at, you know, if everything continues the way it's going, I think you're looking at your future starting point guard. I'm not saying this year. How fast is that what future? Job? That's the whole thing is you've got two more years of Kemba beyond this. And again, I don't mean to go, you know, negative on the Kemba thing, but if you're seeing already, uh, you know, a, a, a a decline and let's say he gets back to a decent point after he gets 20 or so games under his belt and again i'm not i don't want to revisit all of last conversation we had last game when he had another really shitty one but like you saw perk on the post game show you know for 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 nbc uh you know what he was saying is like how long are we wait 10 games oh he'll be fine 20 games fine 30 games fine so you're hoping he gets it back but if this is roughly the Kemba, you see a little bit of inconsistency some nights on some nights off what are you going to see in year three? What are you going to see in year four? You know, and at what point do you start to discuss, okay, now he's a bench player and now he's whatever. I don't know when that point comes. You actually hope it doesn't because you really want to get close to all-star level protection out of him. But it is an interesting conversation if Pritchard is playing this well, whether, you know, you're using him in critical moments over Kemba. I mean, is it beyond the realm of possibility we're having this conversation later in the season? I don't. I mean, we're so, going to definitely have the conversation, but realistically, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case for next season. Again, I thought right. when when Danny Ainge has this habit of dropping these little hints without making it blatant, but I thought one of them, if you read between the lines, was when he said, before the season started, we're going to learn a lot about Kemba Walker this year. Yes, that's did. going to say, you know, what the future entails. What we've got. What about the injury? About Up until this point, guys, what would you, how would you call it? I mean, surgery, maybe, maybe a minor procedure, you know, something's going to happen after this season. So I don't know. I, I mean, this could be the beginning of the of the end, so to speak. But someone like Pritchard, uh, maybe you get another guy in the offseason or maybe, you know, you bridge the gap somehow. And maybe eventually Kemba does come off the bench. But this season, I, I don't I don't think so. I, I think Brad's going to do the he's going to squeeze the best out of him. And then look for options after I, after this. I season. hear you, but let's just throw the hypothetical out. Because you don't want him to disconnect from the team and feel like, okay, it's it's done. You guys don't, you know, I'm no. I'm no longer valuable anymore. I'm, you know. I'm but let's say Kemba's having a game like he had last game. And again, this is my hypothetical. And you're late. You're late in the game, and you don't want two two guards out there. Would you be stunned if one night Pritchard closed the game and Kemba sat on the bench? No. Ice cold. Two that would be a tough Kemba. message for Brad to send. That's a tough decision to make. If he saw it and thought, we're better with Pritchard out here than with Kemba right now. You know, I don't want both of them. I'm, I'm picking one point guard right now. And right now I'm playing this guy. I wouldn't well, be shocked. I think I see more of an offense-defense thing going on. I don't know if he would pull him for an office, offensive possession. Even as a decoy, you want Kemba out there. Okay. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I think – I agree with Joe Sway. I think, you know, you're going to probably, for most intensive purposes, you're going to probably ride or die with Kemba this year. Um, that being said, it's it's if Kemba's having a, an awful, awful night, I think Brad can get away with, with sitting him late in the game for for Pritchard if Pritchard's having a solid night and just say, we went with the hot hand. It was You know, we couldn't have both guys out there at once. I wish we could, but we went with the hot hand tonight. And, you know, Kemba's starting again the next day. Now, getting into next season, 
you don't just because you have your start future starting point guard doesn't mean you have to throw him in the starting lineup right away. His minutes will tick up. Kemba's might tick down. Maybe the wear and tear in Kemba's knee gets worse, and he needs to play less, or he needs to sit games, whatnot. If Ainge can't tries to trade him in the offseason and can't, then we'll go through this whole song and dance again. Maybe Ainge finds a suitor for Kemba Walker, knowing that Pritchard's his guy going forward. I think we're, I, to be honest, I think we would all be comfortable, assuming that Peyton Pritchard continues on this sort of trajectory. I think we would all be comfortable with him starting for the Celtics next year and future years. I don't think it would be, um, you know, this crazy thought, you know, going into this season, it would be an absolutely bananas thought, but we're all fairly impressed. I would say to say the least um, with Pritchard so far, he's not playing like a rookie. There are players in Bobby. I mean, you know, this is a guy that was much more seasoned going into the draft kind of reminds me of like when a guy like Malcolm Brogdon entered the draft. I mean, that was a senior um, and he was polished and ready to play, ready to play in the NBA. I'm not comparing Pritchard to Brogdon, but I am comparing them in the sense where they don't. I play see similarities like between those two. I thought I saw yeah. a rat for a second. I just freaked out. <laughs> Jimmy, Darren. you know the vibe, Jimmy. You know when this place gets quiet, the rats come out. I, I thought I saw him for a second. Especially after after a game after a game with fans. Look out! It, it, yeah, right. You I can like really, the really hear nobody else in there. Yeah. That's another that's another point guard who was awesome in college, a little bit undersized, but could shoot, could facilitate, defend, all that stuff. It's a great comparison. And so much stuff translates from Pritchard. It's everything you saw at Oregon. He's bringing to the table here. And the aggression is what I loved out of that spot. I didn't expect all of this right away, certainly. But I knew he wasn't going to be afraid to take shots, to get into positions, to make plays. Because it's all he did the last two years at Oregon. And he's going to be a guy who makes teams rethink a little bit that bias against older players. It's it's not certain that an older guy is going to be more experienced and ready and he paid his dues yeah. in college and all that stuff. But just saying, oh, this guy's 23. He's too old. He doesn't have upside. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the wrong way to go, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because sometimes that's not the case for, for most players, but obviously this is a special case. And you know what, uh, you know, Jimmy, you bring up the Brogdon, that, that's always a guy I see flashes of. But tonight, I mean, I, I, it's easy because they play the Toronto Raptors, but I saw Fred Van Vliet. I mean, if Peyton Pritchard is a Fred Van Vliet, man, what a, what a prize that's going to be for the Celtics. I mean, I'm a oh, huge yeah. Van Vliet guy and two-way player, you know, a, a constant three-point threat, quick with the ball. He's got, he's got a lot five. of Van Vliet on him. Brogdon's a combo, more of six five. You know, not not. not I know. I wasn't comparing the. I wasn't comparing the. You know, the players. I was comparing more of like their readiness coming Ooh, they, into the league. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Well, yeah, you met after college because they both did four years. Yeah. I mean, Van, like I said, right. Van, setting Van Fleet as a ceiling is cra- is ridiculous because Van Fleet right now is playing like a top twenty NBA player. I mean, he's a so Stud. that would be a. That's a crazy high ceiling the way he's and, playing right now. And he just got paid. Normally yeah. they don't do that when they get paid. But yeah. So uh, let's let's start to put a bow on it here. We got another one tomorrow night, guys. Thoughts heading into that? Pistons. Yeah. Those are tough games in Detroit. History of basketball, right? Giants. Giants slayers. The best worst team in the league, probably yeah. ever. Uh, yeah. They. They're competitive. They they go hard. Jeremy Grant's awesome. We we've seen this team twice already. There's not a lot to rehash about them. TPE. Uh, I, Jeremy Grant's having a friggin' phenomenal. You know. Yeah, what are they? They're one and eleven on the road. There's absolutely no excuse for the Celtics not to win tomorrow. I'm not saying, obviously, like home and road doesn't mean as much, but 
Just win the damn game. I mean, but we're talking about the Pistons here. No, but I'm wondering, do we sit Jalen? Do we sit Kemba? You know, I mean, it's a different story that you could be looking at that. You sit Kemba. You sit Kemba for sure. You might sit Jalen too if you're worried about it. So now you could be looking at a, is this the Neesmith game? Oh, my goodness, the Neesmith game. This is a good game to sit those guys, right? Because you can remain competitive with those guys. You would imagine you can remain competitive. Yeah, I know. Don't need them on Sunday. You got to watch it. Yeah, that Sunday simple. game's tougher too, so yeah, yeah it's all it's all kind of a no brainer. I I think Brown might go if he feels good. I'm They'll probably just leave that game time. Yeah, yeah. So it's all very close. You're you're right. They got to travel on Saturday. There's a lot of considerations there. Tice probably needs a little rest, given his ailments. It's it's a much different Pistons team in some ways too, though. They traded Derrick Rose this week, who hurt the Celtics in that series. Josh Jackson has fallen off a map for them, so they've slipped a little bit, but. They still have pieces, and I, I'm just thinking of Jeremy Grant in particular, who should be right up there with Jalen Brown and others in the most improved player yeah. category. Yeah. Maybe yeah. even a, a fringe, fringe MVP case, at least top 10 in that voting, because his he's just been brilliant with that team. It's unbelievable how good he's been as the front man for them. And they're not trying to win games, so – it's going to be competitive, but in the fourth quarter, you can make the plays. And even the game that the Celtics lost to them, we hashed a million times how they had like seven shots down the stretch of that game to win it. So this should be a win. And Kemba sitting, you probably could sit around and win this one too. All right. My final thought, because the uh, the, uh, the the fans here uh, and the, the viewers at home have been uh, all over it. Uh, it's Jeff Teague didn't play, and everybody's extremely happy about it. Okay? <laughs> and I have... There's we have three. I noticed have, that too. <laughs> there's one stat. Somebody said the Celtics are three and zero when he gets a DNP CD, which I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, we'll 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 go back and look at it. But uh, you know, the uh, I think I mean without Marcus Smart and with Tremont Waters only playing garbage time for uh, for fatigue to get zero minutes means he's he's been bumped. Officially finished. Jeff Teague's not going to hurt you guys anymore, okay? Yeah, everyone, (laughs) you you can rest easy tonight, okay? You're never going to have to worry about Jeff Teague again. He's never going. He's not going to hurt you anymore, okay? Tomorrow, tomorrow you're going to get 24 minutes out of Teague. Yeah, I was just going to say he's definitely playing at least 20 minutes tomorrow, (laughs) easily, because you're not going to see Neesmith. We're not seeing Neesmith out here. Oh, poor Neesmith. Yo, seriously, I was so happy for him today. I'm like, at least there was like there was ten seconds where we thought he might have been turning the corner, and that was it. (laughs) Why? What did he do? What did Aaron do? Right. Somebody else. We'll find out. Somebody's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever happened? Whatever happened? For some reason, I think Carson Edwards got the last laugh. He's like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Oh, Carson. Yeah, can we get him? Carson, Mark too. We can have tomorrow. We'll have a thirty-point game from Carson. Tomorrow, Carson be, Cams. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be a sneaky fun Mars game. Commentating. We got smart in the second quarter, right? Is that what Bobby you tweeted? No, smart's commentating. He's covered. He's going to be. Uh, that's what I mean. Oh, that's Martin right. Smart's yeah. Doing the color tomorrow. Yeah. We broadcast. That's right. I, I think tomorrow. No. Tomorrow. No. Tomorrow's going to be a fun show. I think because we're going to get some like extra minutes from guys that you know we don't see as much and we might we might have some um i'm predicting a fun show tomorrow so make sure everybody watches tomorrow's show i did find it interesting og missed this game with a calf strain as well and i'm imagining that was probably a similar grade to smarts 
And he almost Get played Nick in this one. They called it the show tomorrow. Bobby might be off it. tomorrow, so there might be a Nick show for those people wondering. Oh, that's right. Bobby might that's be That's exactly what Nick? the people want. Oh, shit. Put the kids Do the people the want we'll get... Are you not entertained? Is this what you want? Put the kids Nick to bed, at guys. night. Friday night, Nick is a Nick sight night. to behold. All yeah. I can say, keep him away from the comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do not, yeah, do not give him a... Yeah, he lost. He lost privileges. He lost privileges. Change the password, John. Lost your LA privileges. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so maybe, maybe <laughs> someone goes. Someone goes. No, Nick. <laughs> 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 there it is. <laughs> it actually, I don't think we've had a show with John and Nick, so that would be a. That's going to be a wild dynamic if that is Yo, the case tomorrow. And they were actually John will Nick. boot Nick. John will I will absolutely vote Nick, but he'll but he'll he'll log in as an administrator and he'll just try to boot me back. The whole show, <laughs> the whole show is going to be us knocking one another off. But yo, you uh, got to I get props to Nick. The people love Nick. Nick was a hit. Nick, Nick is a <laughs> polarizing figure. Let's put it that way. Somebody goes to the negativity show. Nick and John. Well, we'll make me and Joe Spade will make sure to try to keep keep these guys. Uh, Joe Spade, you going tomorrow or no? Are you going no, to not tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, not okay. tomorrow. And, uh, not Bobby, tomorrow. and Bobby they're needs... on the road this Sunday, so no. Yeah. Bobby needs uh, a. Right, cool. needs... uh, whoever's on tomorrow, if it's Joe Sway or if it's someone else, I'll make sure to keep John and Nick in line so it's not just complaints for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Deal. Fast Jimmy... forward for 23 hours from now, and Jimmy's going to be screaming at Nick back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like this. I, ah! right. I can't wait to see Jimmy fill the positivity role. I know, right? It's you all. You, everyone's got. You got to create a counterbalance. You're going to be the homer, Jimmy. Um, tell Nick. Tell Nick. To, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. The thing all is, right. Nick. Nick is the biggest homer of all, but he 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 wants to pretend to be hard. He wants to pretend to be hard. Get ready for a Brad Stevens discussion. We're due well, again. <laughs> it's interesting because Jimmy, you're right. He's he normally is, but he's been fairly. He's been kind of quiet about this team. So the other night, how many times? The other night, yeah, he cool. really let everything go, and I'm like, "Oh, this is how you this is how you feel? Oh, okay." This is, it was yeah, good. He, he, yeah, he he lit into it. Yeah, he did. We'll see how many Doc Rivers references we get tomorrow. We'll put the over under at four and a half. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna mention Doc in the and first. Bill time. Russell, Bill Russell references <laughs> Bill too. Russell. We'll, that that name will come up somehow. A couple you times. think Bill Russell would put forth that kind of effort? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The Bill Russell, yeah, I that's a a very. And then, and then Nick has a, he has a good job of, of like making you feel like so guilty for a second. Like, did I just disrespect Bill Russell? Like, wait, no, I didn't. Like, oh, yeah, wait. Shut up, Nick. Bill, Ru oh. Bill Russell versus Tom Brady up. debate did not need to happen. <laughs> like, well, there's, no there's, no, there's no debate, guys. There's no debate. Bill yeah. Russell, Bill Russell won all of those championships at a time where there were eight teams in the league. There were eight teams John, in the league. You're preaching oh, to the choir. And the, Celtics, and the Celtics bought. All the best players. They literally had an all-star team. Back then, you could just buy people. Like you just, you just like had them. They literally had eight. They had like six of the ten best players in basketball. Like the, it was ridiculous. It, the NFL is a league that is built to reward the worst teams. Here goes the views. Yeah, the NFL is a the NFL is a league built. To make you lose, it wants winners Dude. to lose. It's socialist. See, John's not, John, you're, see, you're not a boomer, John, man. People, you, you, always, you call yourself a boomer. I know. You're not. This. No. I'm not. You're yeah, not I mean, a Nick.
It's like, well, Bill Russell's won at Evil. He's the only player who has won at Evil. It's like, dude, it was 1925. It's, it's, much, harder to win it's much harder to win in the NFL. But that being said, NFL is also. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't even tryouts, man. Like, you just, you just go. You just play. You just showed up. He <laughs> just showed up. No disrespect to Bill Russell. Obviously, you know, one of the greatest winners. I know, but this, this, kind of, this kind of feels but disrespectful. I'm putting Brady at the top. Sorry. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'll start talking like this, and, and then Nick will give me that face. Like, I just said, like, the worst thing in the world, and I'm like, yeah, yeah did I just disrespect Bill Did I just disrespect the great? Like, damn, I didn't mean Let's to do that. Let's make sure we avoid this discussion, and we will avoid this like the plague. Tomorrow. We will avoid this plague. Don't, 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 don't start giving – don't let me make my Bill Russell player comps. I'll lose, <laughs> I'll lose every Celtics fan out there. Yo, John, can you can you build this a Bill Russell, like, super for tomorrow? Just Just – Put all like negative. If you can even find a negative thing about him, just make sure you avoid yeah. all the time. Chances. Yeah, he was the second tallest guy in basketball. He shot forty-three percent from the field. <laughs> yeah, put, put that in there. That <laughs> For a career, he, he's a good yeah. career field goal percentage is forty-three percent. Wow. He's Rodman. Semi almost shooting that right now. Oh my god. Semi's at yeah. what? 38 percent. <laughs> Yeah, semi like to like closing in on Bill Russell's record. <laughs> What's so funny here? Nick's desperately trying to get his comments on here, and he can't. <laughs> oh, is he? Is, is he, he, he non stop? But I will That's post. Awesome. Uh, That's awesome. No, but see, this is this is the thing, though. This is the thing. At this point, it's like okay, Brady is is at a level where we just have to pick at straws and just try to find something to knock him down. Like it's been happening all week. Like, there's some commentators out there that are just flat out saying, look, I didn't say it before, I'll say it now, he's, he's the GOAT. But then there's the other ones. Yeah, like, everybody is. They have. To they don't even have it. They, they have to go outside of the sport to find another GOAT. Like, it's, it's just harder It's harder to win. And I, put it this way. Crazy. Let's remove Bill Russell Michael versus Jordan was Brady. Michael let's, Jordan remove, was let's remove Russell Brady from the debate and just talk about Celtics at, in that era versus a football team in this era. What's harder to do? It's much harder to do what the Patriots did even over 20 years than what the Celtics did back then, given right. how the league was set up with the eight teams and the fact that they owned every player. You can't do this in the NFL. It's not built that way. John, the, the way the sport that makes it impossible to hold on to players. Up. You have to get worse. You, ha you can't sustain this level. It's really hard. Right. So it's almost more about the sport than it is the individuals. It's not a knock on Russell. It's just really hard to do this in football and the fact that brady keeps doing it is, is is unreal it's not really hard it's literally never been done and it most likely will never be done i mean right. we if, if you have something bad to say about tom brady you're just a hater and there's really no changing no. your mind so it doesn't really matter there's no sense in having the debate if you can't admit that tom brady's the greatest quarterback and the greatest football player of all time and on the mount rushmore of greatest athletes of all time if not the greatest athlete of all time then we have nothing else to talk about here. We're just discussions <laughs> over because all those things are true. All of Shemi that. Or Bill Russell. That's all of awesome, it. really. We'll ask that question. If, if, if Shemi ends up close to 40%, like Bobby says, then that's a legitimate question to ask. Bill Russell couldn't shoot threes. Oh. Or twos or free throws. Literally, there was literally Bill Russell. Bill Russell never hit a three pointer his entire career. He wasn't allowed to. That's he what wasn't, I mean. There was no threes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There you go. Imagine, by the way, if you want to go down, want to, you want me to turn back into a boomer and go down 
into my 80s basketball. Imagine if everyone talks about things like if, if Larry Bird played now, he wouldn't be able to keep up in this. Now. If Larry Bird played now, he'd be shooting from 40 feet, about 12 threes a game. And he'd literally cross half court, pull up, and shoot threes. And he'd he average like 15 free throws a night. Oh, my God. And he wouldn't that? have a Twitter account or an Instagram account. He would just no. like, used to get some max and, and he'd then... still drink like 70 Budweiser's a night. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at, yeah, I'm you... looking at the highlights. <laughs> Bud Light. He would get smacked around so much, and, and it was just like blatant flagrants left and right. And, and the players would just check out for a couple minutes and come right back in. Like That was it. There was no ejection. Not only, no, like, not only that. Flagrants. But, Bob Ryan was talking on the show today about how they used to run eight-man rotations. And so you'd have Bird, uh, Parrish, and all those guys. They'd average like 35 to 38 minutes, which is exactly what we were saying Tatum and Brownie to avoid tonight because you're hurt all season long. And our Keith Smith over there at Celtics blog said the only thing that saved them is everyone in the league was doing the same stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's true. Hey, that, 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 that was a, yeah, uh, said something recently. I just, yeah. KG basically said like players in my era couldn't play, couldn't play, wouldn't be as good yeah. in the league this Times. year. Like yeah. in the league yeah. this era. I can yeah. think of was countless, I can think of countless guys from 10, 15 years ago who wouldn't stand a chance. No, you know who said that too recently on uh, on Goodman's podcast, Kenny Anderson. Because I thought about what, what what Kevin Garnett said, and then the way Kenny said it cracked me up. He's like, "Man, I'm looking at these kids today, and I'm like, I would have never made it." And he started like the way he laughed about it was just like, like he's so impressed. And then you compare that to KG's response, and just like, "Yeah, there's some truth to this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back to Larry. Uh, uh, you know, Larry over the course of his entire career attempted fewer three points per game than Daniel Tice has attempted is attempting this season on average. Jeez. That's crazy. One point, he attempted fewer than two threes a game for his career. His high for a season is 3.3. Yeah, it just wasn't, imagine, wasn't the way they, they played. An average 25 points for a career. Imagine him where you're like, oh, shit. That's how math works. Three points are more valuable than twos. By the way, how in the freaking world didn't people figure this out sooner? <laughs> math you know why? You know why? The boomers of back then were like, you guys are ruining the game. Don't shoot threes. <laughs> <laughs> the boomers of back then were actually the boomers. Yeah. You should work. You those should work harder. Those are called. Those are my parents. No, no those are actually no. boomers. boomers. Boomers back then were the one that had the idea. They were boomers like, "Boomers are seventy-five or eighty now." Okay. No, back then, you're okay, the one. Boomer. Okay, boomer. Looking like a true boomer. Those are real boomers, and they actually were saying that. Oh, kids these days with their three pointers. They just want to take the lazy three pointer instead of working hard for it. It's yeah. either three pointers or those flashy dunks they do across the sky. <laughs> and their rock and roll music. Hey, there's still young people in our comments waiting for a real big man. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, uh, like Drummond's still popping up, I see, huh? I don't want a real big man. I want a big man who does big man things. Like blocks. Oh, like you want protects, a big man. Like, like Daniel Tice? Like protects the freaking what? rim. We don't okay. have that. Tice had four blocks tonight. I know, but why are we looking at one game? He's not a rim protector. No. 
I agree with you, John You only want a big when you don't have anybody who does big man things and you need them. So the fact that every team is basically running layup drills on the Celtics for the entire season shows that, yes, you need a big who's not Grant Williams. You need a boomer big. You need somebody who can at least contest some, contest, block the, uh, uh, defend the rim a little bit. And you don't have it. Has Grant Williams lost weight? He looks more like in shape or chiseled or something. Grant Williams looks like a power forward. No. Hold on, guys, real quick. This he is another reason, another reason why Pritchard is, is such a, a real one and like an, an, an OG, uh, an original here. He's doing this presser from his car. He's got a, a P hat on, hoodie. I mean, the, the dude. He's zooming from the car? He's doing it from the car. Uh, Seatbelt across <laughs> his chest. Like, yeah, what a G. Like, man, That's perfect. I, I, I like the swag. I love the, the uh, outlaw swag from Pritchard, man. I'm all about it. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for that. He's just different, right man. There. That's another another example. He's just different. I like Mike, that. but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, pig dog. Anyway, uh, all right, guys, we've we've rambled long enough. Uh, let's leave it at that. Garden report. Uh, Josue Pavone from the garden has to go do some right. things now, so we've held him up long enough. So Josue, jump on with PP there and see what's up. Um, uh, Jimmy, we have a sponsor to read. Jimmy Toscano, we do. All right, John, see you guys trying, tomorrow. Trying to get paid this month. Yo, Sway, why don't you tell him about this guy? Tell him about what guy? Marigold Medical. Oh, man. Cedric uh, Maxwell couldn't say enough about these guys. I mean, look, it was something that I talked, he was talking about all year long. Uh, the COVID shut down after a couple of months of sitting around. He was willing to do something about it. And uh, this free consult could, could be life-changing. You know, I, I can't speak from personal experience, but from being someone that was uh, next to Max throughout this whole entire process, it was something that um, really changed things, changed his life, you know. What is it? Chronic pain, you know, anything you're dealing with, these guys, a, a free consult oh, can go okay. a, a long way, you know. Yeah. So, so, this, I, so like J- Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown might be showing up tomorrow is what you're saying. Might be. I might. I got a little I got a little tendonitis. Little okay. little too much little too much exercise bike. Cedric uh, Maxwell sent you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Marigold yeah. Medical. Yeah, so that's what we got there. Um, That's going to wrap it again. Bobby Manning, Josue Pavone, Jimmy Toscano. We got another game tomorrow. We'll have some cast, some of us here. I mean, if Nick's going to be here trolling us in the comments, there's certainly no uh, stem cell. Nick should save that energy. Nick should save that energy for the show tomorrow. There's certainly no reason Nick can't keep on the show. So, Nick, Nick, rest up. Stem cell. Oh, Marigold Medical stem cell? Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. So go get some. I might be interested. Um, okay, so join us tomorrow, guys. Uh, Pistons, uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you, Darwin. Appreciate that. Um, thank you, everybody, for hanging out and watching. Sorry for some of the uh, – Nick is a scientist. Yeah, I'm sorry if Nick scared off some of the YouTube and people commenting tonight. He can he has that tendency. But yeah. People can go at Nick tomorrow. If Nick, if Nick came at you tonight in the comments, you can go at him tomorrow on the show. We'll That's make right. sure to post all the Nick hate on the show tomorrow. So save that, it for that, tomorrow. That's only right. That's only fair, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Good night, everybody. Yeah.